0: what are you doing this for hey i asked myself that question while i was walking in the 100 degree alabama heat the other day and whatever the heat index is at your place you ought to be asking yourself that question too if you buy and sell cars for a profit or you want to you're in the right place this is the flipping genius podcast i am your host randy lee I've been flipping cars most of my life, despite having almost zero mechanical skill. For the past dozen years or so, I've been a licensed used car dealer in the great state of Alabama. No matter what the topic, the number one goal of this podcast is to help our listeners make more money. Let's get to it, flippers. I used to weigh over 400 pounds, uh, so I walk about 25 miles a week, and, and when I walk, I listen to podcasts. Uh, My favorites are (laughs) Flipping Genius. Yeah, I really do. I listen to my podcast every time just to make sure that it all came out the way I planned. Uh, Smart Passive Income and Ask Pat. Those are both by Pat Flynn. And The Awakening with our friend, seriously, what a good guy, Jeremy Fisher. And and a bunch of others that uh, are about other interests that I have i tell you what I don't want to list the entire list, so if you're interested, uh, I'll post my list on the, on our website in case anybody's interested or just email me and I'll send it to you uh so other the the other day um i was I was frustrated with my lack of millions of dollars and my my not having uh my own island or my own private jet or whatever it was that was bugging me so much that I just decided to hit the street uh walking. Before seven a.m. on a Sunday morning, and and this time I, I was listening to Jeremy Fisher, and like so often, uh, when I listened to Jeremy and Pat, I I it was like he, he was talking right to me. He was talking about the frustration that I guess all of us face when we're doing the hard work of pursuing our dream our big goals, our pursuit of that, that thing that we desire. And, and then Jeremy reminded me to ask that question of myself, what am I doing this for? And not because I hadn't asked it of myself, but because sometimes you get lost in the weeds. And for me, the answer is easy to recall. For me, the answer has been the same almost all of my life. For me, I didn't have to think about it. I know it. For me, it is freedom. And like my friend Jeremy reminded me, freedom is a goal that can make you unstoppable. Think about it. Think about it. Now, I'm not telling you that my goal should be your goal. Not at all. I'm just reminding you you to be certain to know your goal keep your goal in mind keep your eye on the prize baby whether you are shooting for freedom or wealth or fame or whatever identify it and believe it define it and track it and remember to remind yourself often what are you doing this for Now, we're going to take a break. When I come back, we're going to answer some questions from members of the Flipping Genius Car Flipping Forum from Ohio, Florida, California, Tennessee, Alabama, and Missouri. I'm pretty sure that their questions are very universal, so please hold tight for about 38 seconds while I get another refill of Kickapoo Joy Juice. Hey, you know, when we started the Flipping Genius Podcast... One of the things I thought that we could do to create revenue is create a digital training course about car flipping. And then I discovered Jeremy Fisher had already created a three-hour car flip and a three-hour car flip academy. He did a, such a fantastic job. I didn't see any way that I could duplicate that effort anywhere near the price that he was willing to, to, to charge. And then I invited Jeremy to come share the microphone with us in episode 42 of Flipping Genius. He did, which is exciting to me. And and then he said we could sell his product on our website for less than $50 and he'd even give us a small commission every time we sold one. It's a great deal and it's a great course. It'll help you make some money no matter where you're at in the flipping game. I encourage you to go to FlippingGenius.com. Click on Resources, click on More Great Stuff, and buy Jeremy's course. It's less than fifty dollars. I'm confident that you will make probably ten times that much on your very first flip. It's very well worth it. Now, if you're in the uh, Flipping Genius Car Flipping Forum on Facebook, uh, you probably know that every now and then I'll reach out to you and just uh, say hello and. See if you've got any questions for us to answer online or in person or uh, however I can answer them. Um, it's really, you know, the, the the point of the whole thing, the Flipping Genius whole program is to help listeners make money. I figure the more I help you make, the more this thing is going to benefit all of us, including me. So that's why I reach out. And I find that the questions that people ask me are generally universal. Sometimes they're not and if they're not then I just do a one-on-one uh email or you know face to face via Zoom or phone or whatever whatever will work. And so in doing so I, I get some folks ask me questions I also get emails uh through uh flippingquestions at gmail.com which is my email address specifically for that. Now if you're not a member of the car flipping forum it's free to join just go to facebook groups and type in flipping genius and you'll see all of our groups because we've got sales groups all around the country and you'll see the car flipping forum usually will be the first one that comes up click on there to join it's free to join just answer a couple questions so i know that you're legit you're not some computer trying to scam me and uh take away my my identity or something and i'll let you in then we can we can talk on there um but uh, the first question that i'm going to talk about This week is uh, from Chris from Florida. And uh, Chris reached out to me with, uh, I guess, what I kind of thought was uh, too good to be true type of thing. Um, He said that uh, he's in the car business now uh, in a service uh, uh, aspect. But um, he said, I've been talking to a co-op program where he would pay a monthly fee uh, and then a, a fee per car. Uh, to to purchase at the auction. He said, my question is, if this dealer co-op is totally legal to do, they said they would put me under a local dealership as a dealer representative, which allows me to access to the dealer-only auctions and to purchase and sell cars. Well, I honestly, I'd, I'd heard something about this before, and it sounded a little shaky to me, but uh, like I said, almost too good to be true, because if you think about it, um, every state's different. But in most states, you have to you have to spend quite a bit of money on insurance, on bonding, on a physical presence, on a sign, uh, on a ongoing lease for that physical uh, location or or own the location. Um, and so all these things are expensive. Now, the uh, set fee uh and the, the par- cost per car is something you have to pay, but nowhere near what those of us who are licensed have to pay uh, for the same thing. But if you think of the, the, the reverse side of the equation, if, if I, as a, as a licensed dealer, have co-op dealers working under me and they're going to the auction, how do I control them from making bad purchases in my name and then not paying for them, for one thing? Uh, representing me under my license and in a way that's not, uh, not suitable for, you know, for the, the way that I want to be representative. So I, I, saw that there could be some significant problems in this, but I didn't want to answer because I don't know the answer. So I told Chris that I'd look into it and get back to him. And, and I, I did. And, and to tell you the truth, I, I don't have 100% of the answer yet. I had the answer that I, that I wanted to give Chris, but I wanted some backup. Uh, so I reached out to, um, to our friend Randy Jones from the Alabama Independent Auto Dealers Association and who's also on the board of the National Independent Auto Dealers Association. And Randy is a busy cat, and as of this moment, I have not been able to hear back from him. But if he gets back with me before we wrap this thing up, I'll give you his side of this equation too. Um, But I believe I know the answer just from investigation that I did. Um, and I sent this to Chris, and fortunately, he's decided to put the brakes on on this plan anyway until we get more information and and I, I, my my research showed that companies that are doing this type of thing uh, are having some pretty bad reports uh, via the Be- the better business Bureau. And if you look into the details here, I think that we're we're talking. If it's not flat out illegal, it's definitely on the, the borderline. And those I, those problems that I pointed out uh, on both sides of that equation: number one, it could just be flat out illegal for you to do. And number two, as the the uh, the parent dealer, you're going to have a lot of potential troubles there. Uh, so I can see where on both sides you've got got a difficult. Uh, problem. Now, I want to throw this out because I don't want to pretend like I know the answer to everything, but I, I'm glad that, that Chris asked me and I'm glad that I was gave, able to give him some information uh, that he was able to read up on and see, make his decision based on that. But if if you're out there and you're listening to me uh, right now talk about this and you've got experience with this, uh, please share it with, with me, with us. If you want to go to the Car Flipping Forum and share the information there um, that'd be great. Uh, if you want to come directly to me, go, go to, uh, uh, flipping at gmail.com. We can correspond that way. Um, and it, it would be great to hear your input. If this is something that you've done and had experience with, or if you're something, somebody who's on the other side of the equation, you're the, you're the uh, parent, uh, dealer and you have, uh, um uh, co-op dealers under you. I would love to hear how this works because like I said um, it almost sounded too good to be true. And uh, because you would be able to limit your expenses as a co-op and you would be able to offset your expenses as a parent dealer. So I I thought that, uh, that sounds really good on, on, on a lot of angles, but I think it's probably not legal. And you know, my dad always said if it sounds too good to be true, then it, probably is. Uh, So anyway, that's that's our answer for Chris. And I hope it helps some of you. And I'd love to get some more feedback from more of you if you've got experience on that. Uh, And let's go to question number two. The second question we got is uh, really from two people. Uh, Joey from Alabama wanted to know, well, I guess it was more of a comment. He just wanted to let me know that he preferred the uh, the podcast on video and uh, and David from Arizona wanted to know where he could find the video version of the podcast and uh, to answer Joey's comment uh, we feedback was telling us that that the longer videos were not as popular as our shorter videos so we thought we'd do the podcast on audio and do other, videos, uh, kind of supplemental videos on the uh, YouTube channel. So that's what I've been doing. But you can find episodes uh, 58 through 72 of the Flipping Genius on podcast uh, David, on video I mean uh, David, you can find those at our YouTube channel. Of course you can go to uh, YouTube and just search Flipping Genius and you can find the channel or you can click link to it at uh, www.flippinggenius.com with one G in the middle. And um, that's 15 of our of our uh, 80 episodes. This is number 80, and I'm recording right now. I've got a few bonus ones in there, too, that I don't count towards that. And, of course, all of the episodes are available on audio anywhere you listen to podcasts, pretty much. Um, just look for Flipping Genius, or always go to FlippingGenius.com and you can hear all of the episodes and if if you've got feedback like that if you if there's something that you'd like us to see to see us do or redo uh yeah please reach out to us i I am considering doing the uh future podcasts on video and i probably will do them whenever there's a uh an interview in place i figure most of you guys have probably seen about enough of my face but it is nice when we've got another party on the line Or if I've got something specific to show you. But since we uh, stopped publishing the podcast on video back in number 72, we've actually released 10 more videos that are on the YouTube Flipping Genius channel. So there's a lot more additional information in addition to what you'll find on the the audio version. And that was my goal is to give you as much information as possible to help you make more money. Let's go to the next question. Cameron from Tennessee. Uh, Cameron responded to our call for questions on a past episode of Flipping Genius and just became a member of the Flipping Genius Car Flipping Forum this week after I answered this question for him. Um, and my, my my answer to Cameron by email was probably going to be a little bit shorter than what I'm going to tell you today. Uh, in fact, I called it my short answer. But I'm going to read Cameron's question because he put it just perfectly. He said, hey, Randy, my name is Cameron. I'm a car enthusiast, and I've been listening to your podcast and thinking about starting my own car flipping business. So my question is, do you think it's possible to start a car flipping business based solely on enthusiast sports cars? Example, Mustangs, Camaros, 350Zs, et cetera. Also, do you think this path would be profitable? Well, I think that's a great question, Cameron. I don't know if it's something I've really addressed before. I know I've hinted at this and other specialties, but at first, my short answer is yes. You know, I believe that as long as you buy at the right price, any type of vehicle can be flipped prof- profitably, <laughs> but that's the key. You've got to buy at the right price because you make your money when you spend it. But the problems that I see, the special problems that I see uh, that come to mind for me here, is that enthusiast sports car specialist thing. Uh, I I see that that uh, first off, your costs are probably going to be higher uh, when you purchase it. Now that's not necessarily true because if you if you buy stuff that needs a lot of work, you can probably buy them cheap, but then you're possibly looking at rebuilt titles and things like that, which is a whole nother, a whole nother issue. Uh, But most likely your cost of entry is going to be higher than some. Like for me, Uh, I'm literally, you know, looked at uh, a a pretty decent looking truck today. Um, The guy wanted 1750 for it. I talked to my guys at Dennis Johnson. Uh, Gary told me don't spend any more than $700 on that vehicle. So (laughs) I, I didn't get it because the guy didn't want to take $700. But that's where I'm looking at entry level where I can't, I really can't lose. But I think if you're getting into these type of vehicles, you're probably going to have a little bit more money out of pocket, a little more risk up front. Um, That's not necessarily the end of the world, though. I'm not trying to discourage. I'm just trying to be real. Um, Then you're, this is kind of a, a, a blessing and a curse. You're going to have a wider Geographic pool of buyers when you have the the, uh, the finished product. Now that's good in that you've got people all over, you know, the region or maybe even all over the country, depending on how rare your vehicle is when you go to sell it, uh, who are potentially interested in buying it. But that also is potentially going to increase your marketing costs, uh, depending on how you do that. But but just naturally, you're not going to sell a specialty vehicle in your backyard every time. You might do it pretty frequently, but most likely you're using uh, other tools to market that vehicle beyond what I've talked about, which is primarily, I talk about primarily Facebook, uh, Nextdoor, sometimes Craigslist. Uh, I, use, uh, I use LinkedIn sometimes, and I use flyers and just face-to-face stuff. But when you start marketing a nice, specialty enthusiast, sports car, you're probably going to go a little bit wider with eBay and some other tools. So your your costs could go up. Um, and you probably need to expect a longer hold time because you're going to want to get your price. Now, that's not necessarily true. You get the vehicle ready and done, there could be people lining up to buy the thing. So I, I could be dead wrong on that, but I think most likely I would plan on a longer hold time than the typical flip, um, which I'm thinking is, you know, two to three weeks. Uh, now, the, the 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 big thing that jumped to mind with me, though, Cameron, and I, I think I voiced this to you in my email, is is the tendency of a car enthusiast, uh, which is also known as a, a car lover, uh, to want to perfect the product before flipping it. That can be a real issue. You've got to know when to let your baby go because it it can drive up your costs. It can delay the turnaround time and it can make it virtually impossible to make a profit. So that's that's an issue uh, that you've got to consider. Can you do the flip and and send it out into the world with a few things just not perfect on it? And that's and that's something that, that you have to admit to yourself if you can do. It. Now, I I think of my dad when I think of, of this. My dad did not have sports cars, but he was the kind of guy who had every, everything perfect, and it used to drive him crazy that I I am the way I am because I am not a detail oriented guy. I I am I think I'm perfectly set up for doing flipping because I can get something to it. It's marketable marketable stage and then move it and then move on to the next thing and not have an attachment to it. So that's that's something you have to know yourself and know your own limitations. Um, And then the last thing that I would have a concern with is that there is a limited buying pool because of the special niche interest or niche interest. I always get that word mixed up. And of course, the higher selling price that you're going to want, I think, uh, higher than the market that I that I uh, I deal in. Um, hey, but on the flip side, your potential profit margins should be really strong, especially if you do this smart. And it's a good idea to know what the hell you're doing, too, um, or have people that you work with that know mechanically and otherwise about this so you can do it right. Uh, again, the key, though, Cameron, is to buy this thing right. The key is you make your money when you spend it. That's always the same. That's universal. Hey, I'll be right back after this break with question number four, right? Are you an experienced car flipper who is interested in finding new paths to reaching your goals? Are you new to car flipping and hoping to find the quickest path to success? Or do you operate a successful car dealership and recognize that sometimes an outside pair of eyes can make all the difference in getting to that next level i'm randy lee host of the flipping genius i offer one-on-one consulting and coaching services to help you reach your goals schedule a free 20-minute face-to-face zoom consultation with me at www.flippinggenius.com let's find out how i can help hey we're back hey I wish that was me on the guitar, but it's not. Uh, I, I can play a little bit, but I can't make it talk like that. Hey, Eric from California asked, how do you lose the fear of starting flipping cars? Because I know for me, I get afraid of what if the car has any future problems that I didn't foresee or things like that. Uh, Eric, thanks so much for the question. I I did send Eric an answer and and we corresponded and I've got kind of a part B to this to this question, um, Eric responded that his first flip wound up costing him a lot more than he expected due to an emissions problem. So I'm going to address that in a second. Um, but my first, my first question, my first answer to Eric is that that for me, I've always been able to buy stuff that I that I just could I could not lose on, and that's really my target. Still, I, I buy I try to buy cheap stuff that I could just about tow in and, and sell to the junkyard and still break even or I can sell it at a public auction or I can sell it even to a scrapper. Now that's, that's where I like to deal in all the time. I, I get out of that comfort zone just a little bit sometimes, but, but that's, that's one answer. That's one answer. Keep it real cheap and lower, you know, keep your risks low. Um, that may be more difficult in one area than another, uh, Eric's in california and we're going to talk more about that about how that is a, a different animal um the other thing is you can mix it up and this is something i i didn't really talk to eric about so let's say you're um let's say you're uh like cameron and you want to do sports cars well you don't have to only do sports cars i think that's a great idea cameron but but let's say you want to mix it up maybe you' you're fixing up a nice Camaro and you're doing that on and then on the side you're maybe flipping uh, you know 15 year old Hondas uh, and and buying them and, and redoing the clear coat on them and, and fixing a couple window motors and throwing a couple new tires on them and make them look clean and flipping them and make making uh, uh, you know thousand 1200 bucks. On those because the risk is pretty low on those and the other so spread your risk out a little bit that's what I'm saying there um, and the other answer is what I I videoed yesterday uh, well yesterday when, I, when I'm i reading my answer to Eric is it's been a couple of days ago um, it, it, I included it in episode 78 of the flipping genius and it was also the subject matter of a, uh, a video on our YouTube channel. Um, and that's my 12-point inspection list. And uh, that, that helps the more you investigate before you purchase, the more you're going to feel secure and the more trouble you're going to catch. Um, and, and this is a big thing. Be willing to walk away. Um, and, and you're not always, always just walking away because it's a bad deal. Because it can be a bad deal for you. I mentioned a truck earlier today. And and that truck could be a good deal for the right person. But not for me because I'm hiring out all this engine work. Truck's too old to make money on it. Uh, so I walk away. Um, another thing, though, is, is that thing I mentioned earlier. You've got to know the restrictions are different. Like I'm, I'm in Alabama. I've done business in Alabama, Tennessee, and Georgia, a, a little bit other places, but those are my principal areas. And 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 where I do business, it's much more restrictive, I believe, than than where Eric's at in California. So you got to know your location's rules uh, for the registration of a vehicle. For instance, in Alabama, there is no inspection to get a car registered. If there's if the title is clear, you just go down and register it. And that's a big deal. I, in California, obviously, we found out. I, I said at this point, I think that California is more restrictive, but but I know it is more restrictive after uh, my, you know, after after uh, hearing again from Eric, uh, he his vehicle, the first one that he bought, he ran into problems with emissions, and what it turned out to be was uh, that the seller that sold it to him hid. The uh, I think it was a P0420 code that should have been disclosed. You would have found it if you had an OBD2 scanner. I believe it would show up either on the scan or as a historic scan, depending on what your scanner showed. And that was, that was the number one point on my 12 point uh, pre purchase inspection. Get yourself a scanner, scan the vehicles, try to find out as much about the vehicle before you buy it. And that's a good one. If you don't know what that code is, call your mechanics. That's what I do. I call my mechanic and he says, will you please leave me alone? And I say, come on, Dennis Johnson. I may me- I mention you every single week. You got to at least, you know, give me something, uh, <laughs> but call and, and check that out. And that, you know, do your homework and that can help. And get an OBD2 scanner. Like I said, a couple episodes ago or last episode, I, they all kind of run together in my head a little bit. Um, but that's definitely true. And And you've got to definitely know the restrictions in your geographic area. And uh, sweet home Alabama is great for us, but I know every place is not the same. And I'm sure California is a beautiful place, but the government uh, is involved quite a bit there. Let's go to the next question. Uh, Philip from Missouri has our next question. Philip, I was just, just, in your neck of the woods last week, uh, Philip says I'm very frustrated with Facebook Marketplace and groups shoppers. Is this universal or local? It's a huge seller's time waster for me. Selling in person is at least twenty times more efficient. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think Philip, that you're going to find it. It is universal, and I I just think people are so tied to their phones uh i really it's my opinion that social media has created an anti-social society um that's really the truth but but these are the tools these same tools that we uh you know cast aside or 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 hate (laughs) are the same ones that can make our job so much easier and uh i still use paper and electronic flyers uh, I do face-to-face calls to generate referrals for specific vehicles. And uh, yeah, you're right. I if But see, if I can get three people to look at a vehicle, I will usually sell it to one of those three people. Um, the key is getting them there. And Facebook groups and Marketplace help. It is frustrating because people will waste your time. And is this still available? I know all of us are sick of seeing that. Um, and, and that people who are shopping or... What's your bottom dollar and all those things? Um, one thing that I use is uh, best in in person offer. I, I do I do uh, accept offers, but only in person. Everything else is a bunch of BS. Um, now, one thing that I have talked about is is I own my group, uh, our group here, my main group here in the Huntsville area that that I work from as far as a Facebook group has. Twenty-seven thousand. I think we just went over twenty-seven thousand members, and I call it constantly. There's, those are pure members, no, no scammers from foreign countries. Nothing against you guys in foreign countries, but we get a whole bunch of. Uh, I think they're probably robots who are trying to steal our identities. Um, so, so it, it that helps because it's a very valuable group to post your vehicle in. And you don't have to have twenty-seven thousand members to make it valuable. You could have a valuable group with just a few hundred. And um, the other thing that's valuable to me is is uh, having street cred uh, from being in the area for well over a decade uh, as a licensed car dealer, and that that helps me with the community, and it help, helps you know, kind of magnify everything. So use all those things together. And, and as far as the group goes, um, if you're in an area where we have a group, um, this is something I'll, I've mentioned it before, but if you just search flipping genius on Facebook groups, you'll find, we've got about 20 groups around the country. And if you're in an area where we've got a group and you'd like to be involved in that, that area, as far as a, uh, as a, um, moderator, uh, uh, I, I'm open to doing that. And then that can give you some ability to, uh, promote yourself on the group within limitations. Um, and, and, uh, you know, help manage a group and help make it a success. Um, and I also use Nextdoor and LinkedIn, uh, next has been very, very helpful to me again, a little bit more intimate. Uh, and LinkedIn is mostly, I use that mostly to generate, uh, more generic leads and where I buy and, where I buy vehicles, more, more I think. Same thing with Nextdoor. I, I buy a lot of vehicles from Next uh, Nextdoor. Hope that helps, Philip. Um, I'm going to take one more break, because so I got to get something to drink, and we'll come right back with a question from Maurice from Ohio. Hang tight. Hey, remember to subscribe to the Flipping Genius wherever you're listening, and go to f l i p p i n g e n i u s dot com. And check out all our past episodes, our videos, our resources page. Hey, we'll help you make some money. Let's take question number six from Maurice from Ohio. Maurice asked, I want to learn more about the coaching you've mentioned lately. I've heard about 40 or so of your podcasts and watched a lot of your videos. How much does it cost? I've got a small operation here. We are licensed and do pretty well. I'm not sure how you could help us. Before I schedule a time and waste your time, I want to be sure it would make sense to even think about it. Can you tell me more? Maurice, thank you so much for for asking that and for having an interest in what we're doing. First, I appreciate your concern for wasting my time, Maurice. (laughs) Consider how many hundreds of hours I've invested in talking to you. Uh, the audience of The Flipping Genius, and you, Maurice, uh, via the podcast, our YouTube videos, and now even our, our DAA radio spots three times a week. You can tell that I'm in this for the long haul. Uh, and and as I've said over and over, the number one goal, my number one goal of Flipping Genius is to help you make more money. I know that if I do that, this effort, The Flipping Genius will be a success, Um, I can't remember where I learned that, but I learned it a long time ago. Help enough people get what they want. You'll get what you want. And so that is what we're all about. And as far as the cost, Maurice, the first meeting, usually it's about 20 minutes, is free. Uh, During that meeting, we talk about your business. I ask questions and get a handle on where you are and where you want to go. Usually... I can find some ideas even in that discussion on how I may be able to help you. Um, typically, though, after we wrap up our conversation, I ask for permission to do a little homework and analysis so I can formulate a plan to help. If I think I can help you reach your goals, I'll reach back out to you, and there's there's no charge for this meeting either, by the way, and uh, and I'll make a proposal of what, how I think. You, I can help, and uh, now when you go to flippinggenius.com, f l i p p i n g e n i u s.com, <laughs> you'll see three levels of membership. So the the costs are illustrated there. And frankly, I wouldn't expect you to work with me unless what you pay me comes back to you in multiples um, by however you measure your success. Like like I said in the beginning of the episode, one of the things that I will ask you and I'll encourage you to ask yourself is what are you doing this for? And actually how you answer that question will be instrumental in determining how I can help you and how, how we can measure my effectiveness in doing so. So I hope that helps Maurice. If so, go to our website and schedule the free 20 minute consultation with me and we'll take it from there. It's free, free, free. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, hoodwinky or anything i heard somebody say i i can't i i can't afford free it costs too much but uh this is just exactly the way i describe it and i look forward to to talking to you if if this uh if this makes sense to you you know i'd love to i love to talk to anybody about it hey listen thanks for listening to this episode of uh number 80 of uh flipping genius pretty exciting we're we're uh four fifths of the way to our first hundred episodes of flipping genius. We've got about a hundred videos on YouTube too. So there's lots of videos to watch and including those 15 episodes that we, we have. And, and, and uh, yes, Joey, I'll probably try to get this thing back on, on uh, uh, do the, the podcast on video too, but then I guess I'll have to start wearing pants. Uh, <laughs> I had to get that joke in. Hey, uh, uh, share us with your friends. Be sure to like us, uh, subscribe where you can, and uh, listen to back episodes. And please send me your questions, your comments, your suggestions, and give us those five-star reviews. Everything you can do to help us grow, helps us big, get bigger, helps us do a better job for all of you. Thanks for listening. Hey, let's work together. Let's make some money. Let's all become flipping geniuses.